are listening to Power Tools for Parents. Parenting is tough, and often we feel like we don't have the right tool for the job. Listen in as all three of Legacy Christian Academy Division counselors and occasional outside guests discuss compelling parenting topics and give you practical, effective tools for your parenting toolbox. Welcome to Power Tools for Parents. We're so glad you joined us today. We love bringing you these podcasts, and I am Jenna Snyder, the Director of Counseling here at Legacy Christian, upper school counselor as well. Uh, if you've listened to any of these, you know that I've jo- I'm joined by our two fabulous other divisional counselors, Lana Sneer and Middle. Lana, say hello. Hello, everybody. You having a good day? I am. I yeah. am. Yeah. And Kristen? How are you today? Doing great. Glad to be here. Yes, ma'am. So we are so happy to take time to uh, tape one of these podcasts. We always enjoy it so much. And today we are talking about the importance of family traditions. So this is one that when we planned over the summer, we brainstormed and we thought, you know, that's something cool and kind of different and um, hopefully can really give you some practical ways to establish a little bit of, of community and closeness within your family, which we know can go a long ways. So Kristen, talk to us about really what family traditions are, what what that entails when we say that. Yes, it's actually so much more simple than we think. It's not something extra to add to our plate, and we probably already have them going on. So a family tradition is any activity or pattern of behavior that reflects the family's values, interests, or beliefs. So things that we hopefully are passing down through generations um, and just reflect our own family culture. Okay, yeah, wonderful. Exactly. And, and, um, Lana, talk us a little about the uh, benefits that you've seen with with families who have strong family traditions. Uh, absolutely, you know, and I, I come from somewhat of a unique position. Um, not that it makes it any any different, but I think because I've had foster kids and my kids are adopted, then you have kids that are coming into homes that really don't have a sense of connection or connect. Uh, definitely not a connection with past generations and that kind of thing, and so. Building in family traditions or carrying on family traditions is really a cornerstone for helping them to have that create a sense of I belong here. Yeah, um, I'm a part of this. This is this is mine. It connects. Um, traditions really are just they're shared experiences that um, that we talk about year after year after year. You get together and you talk about the things that you did and 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 when kids are out with their friends and they're talking about, hey, well, what are you going to do for Christmas or what are you doing for the holiday? It's an opportunity for a kid to say, well, this is what my family does. Right. And that immediately connects them to, oh, that's my family. That's our tradition. Here's why we do that. And so it just creates a sense of, uh, almost sense of, a sense of home mm-hmm. in your in your heart when you have traditions that you're, you're passing on. I, I still have traditions in my current family that were passed down from, you know, great grandparents and stuff. And I, I, I feel a sense of connection to my history when we practice those. So yeah, absolutely. And we had a little conversation before we started taping here to just talk about, you know, a lot of times we'll see kids who, if they're struggling to connect here at school, but they have strong family bonds through traditions or just the closeness mm-hmm. of that family unit, they're, they're fine. Yes. Um, not having friends outside of school isn't like, or not having friends within school, I should say, um, is not as of greatest importance to them when they, when they have those strong family ties. Um, 
So we've all seen kids like that and how it just mm-hmm. helps sort of um, ground them. Right. And like you're saying, Leanna, kind of give them a purpose um, and a sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. So you also talk about, we, we talked a little bit about um, it doesn't have to just be at a holiday. Kind of talk, speak to that a bit. Yeah, because I think sometimes, especially now as we see more families, you know, engaging in traditional kinds of holidays and that, that kind of thing, that uh, some of the holiday traditions, they kind of lose their uniqueness. You know, we were talking about, you know, I, I it was unique when I was growing up that my mom bought us Christmas Eve pajamas. Right. Um, but now everybody, and yeah. everybody, so it's like, well, that's not really anything special to my family. Everybody gets Christmas uh, pajamas. And so it's, you know, it does up the ante a little bit when you think, you know what, I need to kind of think outside of the box um, and start thinking about things that um, are unique to just our family, not things that center around holidays, um, but things that just center around other events or um, values that are important to your family. Yes, for sure. And then Kristen, you kind of had an alarming statistic Yes, that the average American family is spending about 37 minutes of quality time together per day. So when we are being purposeful about having these traditions and having them weekly or monthly, you know, we really are changing that statistic and helping our kids feel more grounded. Yes. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a crazy statistic, isn't it? 37 minutes of quality time per day. Yes. With the people you love the most, right. who God has entrusted you with, Um and, you know, obviously some of that's necessary time apart when you're at school and or they're at school and you're at work. But but when you do have them, are you being purposeful? Are you being intentional? And Lana, I love what you said about traditions following a rhythm of the Lord. Talk about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it struck me as something that was unique, but it is when you when you look back in and read through the Bible, you do you do see where where God was very methodical and um, very organized in the way that he he planned through things. So we see I think of the seasons. I mean, that's a consistency. We know, you know, how the calendar lays out. We know the fall is going to happen at this time. And after fall, it's it's not going to be summer. It's going to be winter. And so you just know that. And that gives us a sense of security in its own right. But also just the, you know, some of the, the feasts. Yes. You look back and you, the, all the feasts that, you know, God said, you know, the feasts of unleavened bread and, you know, all, all of these things. And, the, and for the, me, that was God also helping the people to know we're going to have traditions because those traditions not only unite us as a people, but they remind us of who we are and how we got where we are. And so I think, you know, I think God built traditions into our, our the body of Christ, and I think it should be a part of our home. I mean, that's an excellent point. And when you think about um, his people, the Jewish people, they were all about tradition. Mm-hmm. Think of how many traditions there are in the Jewish faith. So Yes, God loved tradition. He saw a purpose for it, and he instilled that into his people from the very beginning. Yeah, so. And I think it was to create that sense of belonging. Y- yeah. You belong. These these are your people. These are your people. Um, and to differentiate them from the world, as we're sitting here thinking about Absolutely. it, you know, from, from the people who didn't believe. Here's what you believe as a, as a child of God. So as we thought through just what are some um, pretty important family traditions to start with. And there's always the fun ones. We'll talk about those too. And, and not that these aren't fun, <laughs> but, but you know, just kind of maybe the more serious or the heavier, but the, the necessary family tradition. One is um, that came to mind was family worship. And this, I'm so convicted on this myself 
that it's yeah. it's hard it, it it's hard to talk about because um, really in my home growing up with with our own kids there we didn't have a, a, a time set aside for family worship. Now we certainly talked about about God a lot and the coming and going and little bits here and there and I think that's amazing too. Mm-hmm. The Bible says to do that, but but just a time where I intentionally was focused on this. Um, a statistic I recently read on this, less than one in 20 Christian families have a regular time of worship together at home. Um, and I know it's so hard. It's so hard in today's world. And the last thing we want to do um, to you who are listening out there is is say, here's one more thing you must do or you are uh-huh. failing because, oh, Lord, help us all in this. It's just, it is, it, it is challenging. But when we really think about it, um, that's what God has called us to as our greatest commission. You know, mm-hmm. the Great Commission starts with our home, and so, so what are we doing as leaders in our home? And 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 another thing that reading in this book by Rob Reno, if y'all don't haven't read anything by him, he's so good. Phenomenal. Love love him, but he just talked about how we've become really great at delegating. And we we hire people to do these things for our kids, and 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 hey, you know sometimes that makes good sense, uh, but we fall into that pattern. So if they're if they're wanting to try out for soccer, we hire someone to really mm-hmm. school them and teach them all the skills. Um, if they're working on uh, an essay for school, and you know we we might bring somebody in who could sit with them and work with them, and we just delegate that out, but really with the Christian faith, this is not something to delegate out. So even though we absolutely love pouring into your kids here at Legacy, like we're not saying that, we know that you at home, first and foremost, are the leader. And and really he compared the home, the, the Christian home to like a little mini church. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and you really should have leadership there and encouragement and challenges. One of the things that makes me think of, Jenna, I, when you're talking about that, because we talk about how traditions are are really designed to connect us, yeah. you, you know, and to bind us together, and not that delegating things out is wrong, like you're saying, but yeah. you just pause and think, if I delegate out um, my sense of, you know, of worship to, you know, to the church or to the youth pastor, then I'm really just pushing a connection with my child between them and the youth pastor yes. when I should be fostering that connection with me. Yes. You know, so it, it speaks back to that, that, you know, we need to be the most powerful influence. And so we can instill these connections, these traditions to connect to our child. Right. Absolutely. So what does that look like? I mean, that's daunting, you know, and we're yes. saying, oh, after dinner for 30 minutes every night, we're gonna, you know, not necessarily as you think through it. The more organic you can get with working that into the rhythm of your day, the better. Mm-hmm. I think it just takes some thought and planning. But if you, for instance, um, are on the way to to some practice, name your practice, um, and you've got just a 20-minute chunk of time. So maybe the minute you get into the car and everybody buckles their seatbelts, you start with a question. You know, what has, what has God been telling you lately? And you just go around the car and everyone shares, you know, here's what I've been learning. Here's what I've been learning. Or maybe it's a scripture you read that morning and you throw out that scripture. And this is what that scripture said to me. And, you know, here's how, how I've struggled. And when, when God told me that it made me feel this way or it helped me in this way. And, and then to ask them, you know, what does that scripture mean to you? What do you think he meant by this? Mm -hmm. Or just to discuss and meditate on even one scripture in an informal, casual way, um, 
I didn't unfortunately have a, a good family worship time with our kids growing up, and that's just true confession. I mean, we did all the church things. We did all the church things, but but in our home. Um, but my father did. So I'll tell you something that he did that I, to this day, remember. So at dinner, and this was working it into our rhythm, because we, we did sit down for dinner, and at dinner um, there was a little... It's, it's, and I found one of these the other day randomly, so I ordered it, like, immediately, because I'm like, I want to have those, one of those for my house, and I ordered it for my sister, but it, it was like this little loaf of bread. It was plastic, but it had verses in the, a slot Aww. where it had verses, and they were all these, just these rectangular, different colored cardboard, you know, verses. Um, like the daily bread. The yes. daily bread, and that is exactly <laughs> what it said on the side, our daily bread. So my dad, we'd sit down, and um, before we'd say the prayer, he'd, he'd, he'd pick one of those verses, he'd read it, and um, sometimes we'd say something about it, sometimes we wouldn't. Sometimes we'd just pray right after, but it was one verse right before the prayer at dinner time, which was doable, you know, yes. it was doable. So, so we now have the the daily bread, which is is that. something I like. Um, and that's just an example. There's other ways you could do it at your home. There's lots of good resources on family and, worship. And just an observation, I know you know y'all can only hear Jenna's voice, but. I, I get to, to sit here and see Jenna and just the smile on your face <laughs> as you talk about that yeah. connection to your dad. Right. And so just this, the power of that tradition right there and that bond that, you know, just remembering those times that you had with your dad that were so unique to your family. It's just, uh, it's, it's sweet to see that look on your face. Yeah, it, it, it is. I'm quite sure that nobody else had a plastic loaf of bread on their table at the, in my neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was common, but I did, I, I'm, I'm thrilled that I found that to actually, so to actually pass down. Um, and speaking of family dinners, so this is kind of a soapbox of mine and I feel like I'm a dying breed in this, but oh my gosh, the statistics on family dinners. And again, not to convict you parent, we're with you. We feel you but um to just begin to think about what it might look like to to start small with a family dinner time mm -hmm. because there's so many statistics but 91 percent of families who eat together say that they're less stressed wow. so we know there's a giant mental health benefit mm -hmm. we also know that um you're instilling values and if you follow statistics of of children that go on to um retain those values and maybe, you know, I mean, you can trace it to so many things like, uh, you know, even like teenage pregnancy or substance abuse. Like mm -hmm. interestingly, um, families that have had family time together at the dinner table, uh, they, 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 those kids fare better and they, they, yeah. they do better later in life. So, so again, um, start small and what might that look like? You know, is it a Sunday night when you've had more bandwidth that day? Um, is it maybe one day during the week that you know none of you have a practice? And and we were talking beforehand, like, honestly, even if you're driving through Chick-fil-A and getting everybody chicken nuggets, just a big tray of chicken nuggets, if you're sitting around the table where you're looking at each other, where you're having purposeful conversation, we, um, we also have, in addition to the Daily Bread, we have these um, family table topics. Mm-hmm. And you can get those pretty much anywhere now. They're all over the internet and things, and that's fun. And, and when my grandkids come over, that's the first thing they grab when Aww. it's time for dinner and time for the prayer. They go grab those little table talk topics because then we just begin to have good conversation. Um, so 
it takes a little bit of trouble, but there's so many good things. Yeah. It's, it's time to encourage them. Um, it improves their communication skills. It just provides a sense of vulnerability that you do not get when out to dinner or rushing, you know, each, mm-hmm. each eating on his own. Um, and I'll use the example we recently had. Um, so I'm on my second marriage and my husband's daughter was in town visiting and she likes to eat out everywhere. And so we did that for most of her visit. And that's always fun. You know, she's a big foodie. So we get, we have fun doing that. But one night I was convicted. I was like, you know, I really should make this girl a meal. <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> she really hadn't eaten one meal out of my kitchen. I'm not, a, I don't like to cook. But I, I had a recipe for chicken divan. Do y'all know chicken divan? Yes. I had a, that's about the only thing that I can ever make. So I made my chicken divan. and um, Maybe that's why she wanted to eat out. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have the reputation. But, but um, anyway, we had chicken divan. And it was just, you know, there was, it was nothing fancy. I think I tore paper towels off for the napkins. And it, it was, there was nothing fancy about it. But I had made, and there wasn't a lot to go with it. I think yeah. we had... I made cookies. Okay, so chicken divan and cookies. But that conversation that night was by far the best conversation we had. She began to open up and share some of the struggles she had been having. I had no idea. We'd gone almost the whole week. Wow. There were some big things she that were going on in her life. And what was it about sitting around our table? We sat, we sat and watched TV the whole week. Nothing ever came out. Mm-hmm. But sitting around our table... And so it was a really special little little moment, and I was glad I had made the chicken divan. But <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> anyway, those are just two examples of kind of bigger times, and we know we certainly know that dinner time, it's a challenge. But just begin to pray about that. See what God brings to your mind. See, um, see how creative you can be with that, and don't be too hard on yourself. Like yeah, give yourself nice. some grace. I mean, even if you're starting with, um, like Lana said, you're sitting in the car together on the way to something or right before, but right before Wednesday night church or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. but you're all eating at the same time yes. yeah, and you're talking. Yeah. Well, and even, I mean, it doesn't have to be dinner time. I know, you know, that's what we usually think about, but I do know a lot of families who do intentional breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, that yeah. would have never worked in my world, but <laughs> yeah, because the morning's chaotic, but that's why they did it because let's slow our morning down and start off the morning together. When my kids were all um, in high school and middle school and it was activity after activity, we we couldn't sit down and do dinners every night so a lot of times we just did uh dessert you know basically we'd say you know eight o'clock we're all gonna have oh nice this dessert so it again is just a time to sit down Mm -hmm. um you know so it didn't matter what we you know what meal we were having it was we're taking a moment to sit down together um and so sometimes dessert works better you know it's you know because it is that you know everybody's done with their sports everybody's coming in and we're such a good idea yeah Yeah, I like that I like that even if you've just picked up a thing of ice cream and so you all sit at the table or it's the cookies you made but we're just gonna all sit down here together (laughs) Down here have, together. A, have a cookie and just yeah. a chit chat. Right. And just a little debrief. Mm-hmm. We just don't often have those anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going in such separate directions. Yeah, we are. Even as parents, like our kids do it and we know that, but even as parents, like we're thinking about the next thing we have yeah. to do. Well, in, in today's world, we have a lot of parents that travel. That's right. Yeah, so that's very difficult. My tra- my husband did travel all the time a lot. Yeah. So yeah. So here's a here's a thought. What if you FaceTime, FaceTime unless them? you're unless you're <laughs> having a meeting, you FaceTime your husband who's out of town yeah. on a business trip at dinner time and just plop him sweet. up at the table. Yeah. Yeah. We did that with my mom one time when she yeah. 
Oh, during COVID. We used to do that with my mom during COVID. Because we're like, we need to have dinner with her. My mom is 92 and the youngest 92 you've ever met. But we would FaceTime her at dinner. She was part of the table. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So, Kristen, you came up with some fun stuff, too. Just fun family traditions. Yes. So just some easy to implement things that I was thinking through. Um, Just weekly game nights, Um, you know, no matter the age, even if your middle schoolers or high schoolers roll their eyes at you, just gathering around a board game Mm -hmm. and having that time for conversation and fun. What Um, what games would you play? Oh, we play a a big range of games. We recently got Monopoly Builder, which is really interesting. You build like a penthouse as in resources. It's really interesting. That we like that one. Cool. We, you know what we like? We play family. Oh yeah, yeah. I, love I love family. That's fun. Yeah, that's that so fun. fun. Anyway, go ahead. Interrupt. Um, <laughs> family recipes are just such a good way to pass down from generation to generation and cooking together. Like so mm-hmm. many kids love baking in the kitchen with their parents um, and things that you know, we need to do, but don't have the time for, or, you know, struggle to find the time for like scrapbooking or putting together, you know, memory books, maybe doing that over a holiday break where you have extra time, like Thanksgiving or Christmas or, um, using those same holidays for like checking in with grandparents and getting to know them better by doing family interviews. So just like easy to implement, um, things for, our kiddos of all ages. Yes, mm-hmm. for sure. I love that. I love the scrapbooking idea because think about all the rich conversations oh, you're going to yes. have with that. Yeah, right, when you're sitting around. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Lana, what are some thoughts, things y'all have done or that you can... Yeah, I mean, we did. We would do all the traditional things too, but then we, we had our own little... Uh, goofy things. One thing my parents did a lot with us is um, we love homemade ice cream and love to make homemade ice cream. Mm. And I, if you just like the sound of the ice cream maker going, yes. just, I, I mean, awesome. tears will come to my eyes. I'm thinking about my dad. I'm thinking about my mom. I'm thinking about summer days. Mm-hmm. Um, so homemade ice cream is always a big thing. And so we, we would often have homemade ice cream for dinner. And so that yeah. would be like the best. And I mean, yeah. to, to this day, I can say to my kids, if someone's having a hard, a hard week or whatever, and I'm like, how about homemade ice cream for dinner on Saturday? And, and they know they're going to show up because it's going to, you know, it has that warm, yeah. sweet feeling. So, so yeah. we do that. Um, we, another, this was more for my sanity. Um, a tradition in my home is what I call Sunday special. Yeah. And what that means is uh, on Sunday, the kids say, what's for dinner? And I say Sunday special. And they're like, oh, and what that means is what you want when you want and clean up after yourself okay yeah <laughs> and so my kids to, to this day will even still ask and they're in their late 20s they'll call and say hey um can I come over for Sunday special because they know that's just go through the pantry and yeah. get what you want <laughs> yeah yeah so it was just kind of a fun thing um Little things. I love daily traditions, little things that you kind of do every day, and they're super, super small and uh, kind of hokey, but just the daily, when my kid would get out of the car, I'd say, have a grand poopal. What does that even mean? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. what yeah. does that even mean? I don't know, but my son recently said to me, could I text his uh, girlfriend on her first day of school and tell her to have a grand poopal? <laughs> so I said, of course. And she said, I don't even know what that is. Yeah. But it's those, just those small, yeah. the tradition of what you say, the little mm. phrases, all of those things create that sense of family. And it yeah, matters. And it matters. It does matter. And even though you're just, even though that's a silly little thing you said every day, like that stuck with them and what, what that said what that is like an inside little code that yes. you had and and it was you know basically your way of telling them i'm thinking of you today it's going to be a good day yeah. you know um 
Yeah, I'm with you today. Yeah, have so a grand poopah. Have a grand poopah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> I love it. So when I thought about what what um, the traditions I did have with my kids, um, you know, this is super ironic based on what I just said, but they centered around food. Go figure. Because they did. Mm-hmm. So um, in the fall, and, and this does center more around holidays, but I, I found an apple cider recipe. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, it's one of those recipes that you've opened up in the book so much that it's got like splatters of apple cider everywhere. You can barely read it. Yeah. (laughs) And um, so I, as they came over for fall meals and especially around, um, you know, like say Halloween or we we didn't really celebrate Halloween as a family, but there would be a church festival or something or or definitely Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I would make that cider. And, and it's the smell of that cider on the stove. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I made the decision one one time. I think, it, I think it was probably a Thanksgiving. But I just thought, I've got too much going on. I'm not making that cider. Oh, there was probably an uprising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, son, my son, Kyle, the first thing he said, because he could smell that there was no cider. He's like, wait, where's your cider? Where's the cider? And so I learned from that. And, and I honestly didn't even know it meant that much to him until no. he said that. So but now, I do think it's home. It's home. Yes. It's home. It's home. This is, yeah. yeah. So now he is the first one. He gets the first cup of cider Aww. every time I make that. Aww. And then, um, and then yeah, I make this peppermint dessert, this peppermint ice cream dessert at Christmas time, um, which they have come to, you know, expect. And they just want, they want uh, me to double the batch because they always say that I don't make enough. And it's, it's a recipe that's just been in the family for a real long time. Yeah. And I forbid everyone, especially my husband, he always wants to go get a gallon of peppermint ice cream like the week before I make that dessert. I'm like, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dessert will be anticlimactic. Yes. So he teases me because he thinks I've cornered the market on peppermint ice cream for that one dessert, <laughs> which I kind of have. Uh-huh. But it's the the smells and the... The memories. The, the memories, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure listening, you probably have those too. Just the smell of something can just take you right back, um, right back to that place. Lana, you talked about the tradition y'all had of going to Colorado. Yes. Yeah, just growing up. Yeah. Colorado camping every every summer and planning for it. Yeah. Every summer. And now we do that with yeah. our own children. And I've watched my own children do that with their children and just right. love that sense. Special place. Yeah. Special mm-hmm. memories. So, so in this world, you guys, where um, we are just really getting to the next thing on our list, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be refreshing to just think about setting aside some time to do some intentional things and and you can start small and there there is no tradition that's too stupid like have a grand poop have a grand poop <laughs> wouldn't have been one that I thought of. <laughs> but 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 you know it's those little things that make your family fun that keep your family bonded think back to your childhood what did your parents do it's not too late it's not too late to start a tradition. Well, and can it be freeing a little bit? Because we're always yes. think we have to be fresh and outside of the box. Yeah. And I'm like, no, God says sometimes do the same thing over and That's over right. and over again, and yes. it'll have greater impact. It'll, yes. ha- it'll have greater impact. And your children know, just like Kyle, that si- apple cider was a big, you know, he yeah. came to expect that. Little did I know, you'd be surprised if you could get into your kids' minds and, and ask them, what are the things that we do kind of regularly that make you feel happy and loved and comforted and right. like home? And there, there are a lot of things. So there are a lot of things you are doing right, and you probably don't even know it out there. Mm-hmm. But you're doing them right. So keep doing those. Keep that sense of unity. Family is important in today's world more than ever. Mm -hmm. 
And um, we just want to do anything we can to encourage that. And we, we love you. We are here for you. If you're uh, ever in need of your division counselors at Legacy Christian, we are here to serve you too. So reach out if you need us. And we thank you for joining and we hope you'll join us next time. This has been Turner from second grade. Thank you for listening to Power Tools for Parents. We are all so glad you joined us today. Spread the word and be sure to subscribe for more parenting tips to help you along this journey.